The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. I have a special guest, Dr. Stacy Matthews Branch. I'm very happy to have her here. And I've actually been looking forward to talking about this topic for quite some time now. And I, I do appreciate her research. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at Kristen Harper. Speaks.com. Your business will get a lot of coverage, a lot of exposure because my show is on two big networks. Voice America is the largest internet radio network in the world, and KFNX is a big network in Phoenix, Arizona. And my show is very different. It's opposite of mainstream health and wellness programs. We talk about health and wellness topics that you normally don't hear on mainstream health and wellness programs. Had experts on my show, researchers, celebrities, influencers. And last week, we did have Ian Jacqueline come on, who is a actor, filmmaker, and kickboxing champion. That was a great interview. And so if you'd like to learn more about me, I have two websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer coaching and hair analysis packages there to balance body chemistry naturally. I did recently post an article, a blog article, all over social media, and you can learn more about hair analysis And definitely check out that recent article. And then also my other website is kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. I am a health and wellness speaker. And so let me go over Dr. Stacy Matthews uh, Branch's uh, bio. She's a DVM, PhD. She's a biomedical consultant medical writer and veterinary medical doctor. She is the owner of Dahuti Biomed Consulting and a former faculty member in the Department of Toxicology at North Carolina State University and the Animal Science Department at North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University. She has published various toxicology and pharmacology research articles and book chapters, including in subject areas such as development, reproductive, forensic, and clinical toxicology. Dr. Branch earned her DVM 
at Tuskegee University and the PhD from North Carolina State University. Dr. Branch established and is president of the Mexican-based nonprofit OMESO organization for the enhancement of access to education and health for Awakens of African descendant and indigenous communities. The aim of the organization is to help improve educational access and environmental community and personal health for those from marginalized communities and historically subjected to ethnic and racial discrimination. She is also active in companion animal rescue efforts in Oaxaca, Mexico, and she does have her consulting business website at D-J-E-H-U-T-Y, biomed.weebly.com. It is an honor to have you on my show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for the invitation. Yes, I'm very um, impressed with your research. I've been going through these uh, published articles, and I just wanted to find out from you, how is the weather in Mexico? (laughs) Currently, it's pretty warm. Uh, We previously had some needed rain, but it's pretty uh, sunny at the moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Here in it doesn't really get that hot, I would say. Mm-hmm. Normally it's in the 80s, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dr. Stacy Matthews Branch, I, I just wanted to find out from you, like, why do you have an interest um, doing research? The, re- the reason why I had interest, and it was in collaboration with uh, another uh, person from uh, uh, another country, who lives in Israel, we were um, recognizing the uh, increase in symptoms and medical complaints from patients who have had uh, gadolinium contrast agents used while getting MRIs, and they were noticing uh, various symptoms that they did not have before having the uh, contrast agents. The other thing that raised interest was the fact that this was happening in individuals who did not have uh, impaired renal function, which is uh, normally what can cause the nephrogenic systemic fibrosis in people who have uh, kidney damage who are receiving the, uh, the contrast agent. So people were noticing changes in their health and it's being reported more frequently over the last few years in relationship with exposure. So we wanted to try to um, go into the literature and see if I could, I wanted to see if I could find a pattern of uh, reports, clinical reports associated with uh, exposure to the uh, GBCAs and also to determine if there has been any research that indicates any connection between GBCA exposure and toxicity endpoints. So the uh, 
review article that you referenced is the result of that research. And it also speaks to the possible mechanisms by which the toxicity may occur, which is also based on uh, various uh, uh, re uh, pieces of research done throughout the, um, in different countries, uh, different types of uh, approaches to look at ver answering various questions as it relates to how it may affect uh, processes at the cellular and molecular level, how those may be associated with what uh, may be happening in people who are exposed to the uh, gadolinium-based contracts agents, I'll just say uh, GBCAs for sure from this point forward. Yes, and do you plan in the future to do more research on GBCAs? Yes, I would like to do, well, what I prefer to be able to do is be involved in the efforts that will actually do some uh, retrospective studies that ask direct questions as it relates to the correlation of the uh, exposure to the compound, as well as determine because you really, you, if, at this point, there's enough information where you can look at the uh, individuals who have already been exposed and determine if there's a connection or a strong pattern of a connection or correlation between the two. And look at people who are already exposed and also over time look at what is, what is happening, track what is happening to people as they're exposed to the uh, agent. So I would be interested in seeing how that uh, plays out and what types of uh, data that will come back and indicate what the uh, actual situation is in regards to the toxicity and who's susceptible. That's very important as well. Because, it, because it's true that everyone who receives the contrast agent does not have uh, toxicity endpoints. Therefore, there are some patient factors that need to be determined as to why some people are more vulnerable to the effects of exposure. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm just really glad to have you here. I just feel that this information really needs to get out to the world. And so what we need to do right now is go to a short break. And this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And my special guest today is Dr. Stacy Matthews-Branch. And today's episode is all about MRIs, gadolinium-based contrast agents should be discontinued until proven safe. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. 
Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is... Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And my special guest is Dr. Stacy Matthews Branch. And today is all about MRIs. I've been wanting to have an episode on this topic for quite a while. I would say even probably a few months and really wanted an expert to come on and talk about it because and MRIs has been brought up in the news. And, you know, Chuck Norris's uh, wife, uh, toxicity, you know, this poisoning and 
of course, the Chuck Norris uh, lawsuit um, in Forbes. You can actually go to Forbes. There's an article there. Uh, Chuck Norris lawsuit claims MRI agent poisoned his wife. And what's amazing, you definitely have to go there and check it out because Dr. Stacy Matthews Branch is actually uh, quoted in this article. And would you like to say anything about this article, Dr. Branch? Yes, well, the article, uh, actually, it was a surprise. I didn't know that that was going to be, the research was going to be in the article, but I found out later that the uh, research was mentioned. But the article is about uh, the lawsuit because uh, uh, his wife had multiple uh, exposures, multiple uh, administrations of the uh, contrast agent, and she began to have uh, serious health effects after that, and they did a lot of things and went out of the, had to leave the U.S. to seek some medical attention, special types of medical attention in other countries to try to relieve the situation. So uh, because they, were, she, they weren't warned or the, his wife wasn't really given information in terms of what the risk could have been in regards to uh, being uh, exposed to the gadolinium, especially on the multiple uh, exposures, is why they feel that... Uh, there should be some uh, responsibility on the part of the uh, manufacturers. And I'm not sure if they're suing also the medical practitioners or radiology departments. I, I don't know the full details exactly who they're, who the lawsuit is directed at, but I do know is at least it's to the manufacturers at, at least that. But it's based on uh, being a, the exposure, the multiple exposures and the uh, various health effects that occurred after that health effects that she hadn't uh, experienced before the exposures. So then they uh, later mentioned in the article, the uh, review article regarding uh, the review article kept, that was published in Biomedical, I am, I'm sorry, Biometals, in regards to the uh, toxicity as we were discussing earlier in terms of the possible mechanisms and uh, the information that was able to, to be gleaned in terms of uh, other reports of toxicity and uh, research in animals as well as research in the laboratory outside of uh, animals such as uh, cell cultures, etc. So that information was uh, briefly uh, mentioned in the article in Forbes. That's, um, yeah, it's uh, great that um, this information is getting out. I just feel that it need, this information about MRIs and the, the the information needs to get out and people need to learn more about it. And that's why I appreciate uh, you know, Dr. Stacy Matthews uh, branches her, her uh, research. And so I would like to know more about the negative health effects associated with uh, toxicity. Well, a number of people... Um Various individuals have reported a list of uh, diverse symptoms that that are associated with uh, after they have been uh, exposed to the uh, gadolinium-based contrast agents. And I wanted to point out that the majority of these issues are associated associated with one one of the two broad classes 
there's two broad classes, but there's subdivisions within each of those. But I'm just going to talk, mention the two broad classes, which are linear and macrocyclic contrast agents. And what that means is the linear agents, the gadolinium is bound to a molecule that you can consider a linear molecule, whereas the macrocyclic is a is a is a cyclic type of you know, as it sounds, molecule. So what's the difference? The linear and the microcyclic have differences in the the, the uh, amount of retention in the body of the gadolinium and, to- and toxicity endpoints reported from people who are exposed to the two different uh, types of gadolinium-based contrast agents, G- uh, GBCAs. And you can imagine a linear is simply that it's easier for the gadolinium to dislodge from that molecule, which are called chelators or chelates. So the gadolinium can dislodge more easily from the linear than the macrocyclic. And the amount of uh, gadolinium or the, well, the amount of gadolinium that's retained in the body as well as the reports of toxicity increase with the linear agents. So individuals who have been exposed mainly to the linear agents tend to report various types of neurological type symptoms and also pain symptoms. They may have tingling and prickly feelings in the extremities. They may have sore joints, aching. They'll have some changes in the skin. They may get some hyperpigmentation or lesions the skin may feel tight and they may have uh, start to have alopecia, hair loss. They may also, some people report that they're having problems with uh, memory and uh, cognitive functions, being able to concentrate, et cetera. Balance problems, they may have some swelling problems with being able to, you know, problems with their vision, some changes in their vision. And... Um, they may also have some issues uh, with the hearing, such as even tinnitus, which people call that ringing in the ears. And so you can see if, if it can possibly affect different uh, systems in the body and organs. So those that's just a uh, sampling of the different types of symptoms that people report after they have been uh, exposed. And many times this is associated with the multiple exposures. When somebody receives, for instance, if a person receives a contrast once a week for four weeks, let's say, back to back every week, maybe four injections. But some people experience after the first ever injection as well. So there needs to be some... Uh, uh, research, clinical research to look at these patterns and to determine a little bit more, uh, with more certainty, where what it, what could be the causes of these uh, symptoms that people experience. Because some medical professionals have some doubts that these symptoms are due to the uh, contrast agents. Since the people are actually going to get the contrast agents and the MRIs due to some suspected medical condition, sometimes they feel that the medical condition itself 
may be associated with that, but many people have already uh, shown that it really isn't due to the medical condition, and there's a pattern of these things happening only after being exposed to the contrast agents. And there's a scientist, a, a radiologist, or a scientist named uh, Dr. I don't know if you know of him, Dr. Richard Samelka. He had uh, uh, noticed the same type of patterns, and he describes a syndrome that's called gadolinium deposition disease, which is a set of symptoms that individuals experience after the um, exposure to the gadolinium, which is also associated with the deposition of the tissues, I'm sorry, with the gadolinium remaining in tissues, and individuals who still have this gadolinium in their tissues start to have symptoms that are similar to people who have nephrogenic uh, systemic fibrosis, they don't have that that syndrome, that disease, but they have symptoms that are similar to that due to the deposition of the gadolinium in the tissues. And that brings another issue in terms of uh, what people thought years ago. Now we know that the gadolinium isn't cleared rapidly as previously thought. That it's actually some tissues retain this gadolinium also. And that serves as a source as this gadolinium is released in this large from tissue stores can be a source of toxicity. Yes, and you, there's definitely in your published article uh, information about the tissue accumulation, um, especially accumulating in the brain, uh, bones, kidneys, and also there's just uh, such great information. It's very detailed and also there's this, um, you mentioned in your published article that a patient initiated survey results available through the Lighthouse Project. Mm -hmm. A patient advocacy group showed that the onset of a series of symptoms, um, neurological, um, you know, there's all these different symptoms Mm -hmm. in patients within a month of their last MRI. And then also the FDA published a safety announcement in July of 2015. Yes that it's investigating the risk of brain deposits associated with repeated use in MRIs. Um, So, But in 2017, they issued a um, warning or a publication in regards to a safety communication in regards to gadolinium retention in the body. Mm. So they would like now that a new patient or a new medi- patient medication got to be available for the patients to read before they're administered the GBCA now. So uh, there's some uh, progress in, in that regard, at least, in terms of people now will have to, people can uh, ask for and receive a, a guide that explains the risks associated with uh, GBCA administration and understand the concept in regards to the uh, retention of the GBCAs in the body. Now, it's true that uh, the FDA and other that the FDA indicates that there's no 
definitive information that indicates that this retention leads to health effects. But it's, that's because, again, we're back to the lack of research looking specifically at that question. So it's not, they're not saying, or no one can say that it doesn't cause the health effects. It's just that they haven't ha- received any specific research data that can point to or indicate that there's the case as of yet. However, going back to the uh, reports, clinical reports of individuals who experience uh, health effects, the the mechanism of uh, gadolinium toxicity, there's a lot of information that indicates that there's a risk there for health effects due to exposure, and people need to be aware of that so they can be able to make a decision as to whether they want to accept the agents or not. And the uh, medical community will be better informed as well because they will be able to explain to the patient better what the risks are and also to determine if the risk justifies the means. I guess what I'm trying to say is if the medical condition that is in question is the risk of the gadolinium toxicity, uh, is that uh, something that should be taken to an account or not given the uh, given the risks that may happen if they don't get the contrast? So if not getting the contrast has a worse health outcome than getting the contrast, the, the individual may decide based, based on that and together with their physician if it's better to go ahead and get the gadolinium contrast-based uh, contrast agent. But if they may say, well, I, I, they may prefer to take their chances because the risk of the not getting it may not be as uh, uh, negative of a health risk. I don't know if that makes sense. It's basically saying that getting the, if getting the contrast will make their health worse than if they don't get it and don't find out everything they need to know about the particular uh, disease process that is being uh, uh, studied or diagnosed, they may opt out. May f- they may feel it's not worth it, you see. But mm-hmm. a person would be able to make the decision if they don't have the information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and after we go to break here, I'd like to actually get into the new research alternatives. Uh, to MRIs, and we'll talk about that. So let's go to a short break right now, and this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Today is all about MRIs, and my special guest is Dr. Stacy Matthews-Branch. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites 
PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today is all about MRIs. My special guest is Dr. Stacy Matthews Branch. And I highly recommend you uh, check out her published articles and in one of the uh, published articles um, you know she mentions um, you know uh, published studies suggest several explanations for GBCA related nephrogenic systemic fibrosis uh, development uh, just, it's very detailed information in the published article. So what I'd like to do now is discuss delayed toxicity. Do you have any comments on this? Yes, many uh, individuals, including some uh, including medical professionals, uh, many times do not take into account the possibility of the delayed effects. Of, of exposure to the GBCAs. When I mentioned the uh, gadolinium deposition disease, that's an example whereby individuals can notice symptoms and have health effects soon after the uh, exposure, but others may not have symptoms until a month or more after. 
So someone may say, well, how do you know that the exposure is causing the health effects that long out? Well, this is based on patients, individual, individuals who notice that they're having uh, symptoms and health effects and changes in their bodies that did not occur at any time until after they were exposed. And there are more and more people explaining and asking about their symptoms in regards to their exposure. So there's a pattern, a clear pattern of individuals noticing changes in their bodies, even if it's long after the exposure. When I say long after, I'm just talking about a month or a few months after the exposure. Now, that's, the late, that's an example of delayed toxicity. That just means that the effects of an, a, the toxic effect, effects of the uh, exposure occur after a time lag. For instance, some people may be uh, familiar with delayed hypersensitivity, whereby you may have an allergic reaction a week or more after the actual exposure, such as a bee or an ant bite. You may get the initial, the initial swelling that people usually get, whether they're allergic or not. And then two weeks, two weeks later, in that same area where you were bitten, within more or less that same area, you start to get uh, skin reactions again, somewhat worse than what you had when the bite first happened. That's a delayed hypersensitivity. But there's also delayed toxicity that are not hypersensitivity or allergic endpoints, whereby you will have medical, you will have symptoms and uh, health effects, negative health effects due to something that you were exposed to sometime after the exposure, weeks or months. So people are noticing that they're having that type of an experience with exposure to the GBCAs as well. Okay. Okay, so there's another and there's another piece to that I wanted to add if you would if you don't mind me adding that. One of is that um, when we were talking about limited information in the literature in terms of uh, data that can better show a pattern of toxic effects due to GBCAs, a lot of that also is due to the fact that individuals who will have the delay responses, some people do make the connection, but most people don't make the connection because they may have a certain medical issue or health effect and think that there may be just a new uh, health issue that is uh, emerging or they may think is related to the health issue for which they were getting the uh, examination and the diagnostic procedures in the first place. In the first place. So the people do not report it due because they're not, they don't know to make that connection, you would not have that information available. So if you have studies that specifically look at the progress of a patient with respect to their uh, exposure to gadolinium-based chondrous agents, you may be able to start to see patterns and, and it would come out uh, as uh, more information looking at showing patterns of delayed toxicity, even though the patient may not have made that connection on their own, but if medical professionals start to document these and report these, then some uh, studies can uh, determine what these patterns are 
and give a better idea as how this uh, how the exposure may be leading to these uh, changes in symptoms in individuals after exposure. Okay, so we're getting uh, close to the end of the show, and so now I want to talk about this new research on alternatives. Yes, there's uh, there's still a lot of work to be done in that regard, but there's uh, some recent research uh, was published in late 2017 by uh, Dr. Eric Gell, and uh, his team from Massachusetts General Hospital. What they were looking at is a manganese-based contrast agents, manganese-based, which uh, which doesn't which wouldn't have those toxicity profiles that are associated with uh, gadolinium release. For instance, and I should have mentioned this earlier, gadolinium, free gadolinium, the free gadolinium ion is extremely toxic that's been known for decades, which is why it's bound to a chelator. It's bound to another molecule, so it would not be free in the body. But like we were talking about earlier, sometimes it could become free, especially if it's bound to the linear ages. There are certain circumstances that could cause this to dissociate or become be disconnected from the chelator. Whereas manganese, we know that that's the um, a dietary uh, uh, molecule that we need some small amount of that in the diet anyway, manganese. That's not to say it couldn't have a toxicity with manganese under certain circumstances. Everything could be toxic under the right circumstances and concentrations. But the manganese-based, they were looking at manganese-based contrast agents that are, have a lower toxicity profile but also, they found that they are 20 times more resistant to dissociation when they compare to the uh, gadolinium-based contrast agents. Yet, they still give the similar quality of results during uh, magnetic resonance imaging. So when used in MRIs, it still has similar results and abilities to discern tissues as the GBCAs, but they're 20 times more resistant to dissociation. And they're eliminated from the body fairly quickly. 99% eliminated is eliminated from the body within 24 hours. So that's, and it's also connected to a specially made a chelate, which is in a similar class of molecules as the chelates that are used for the GBCAs. So that's looking like a promising alternative and some more studies would be needed to further uh, determine safety and and efficacy for humans. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, very interesting, this new research uh, as far as alternatives. And so we're at the end of the show right now. Do you have any last comments that you'd like to make to my listeners? You have about one minute. Only that they should be aware of the FDA's uh, move at this point in terms of uh, indicating that the uh, medication guide should be provided to individuals before they get the contrast agent. So people need to be feel free to ask their medical doctors to explain very well what the risks are and also what are the risks if they do not get it, if they so choose not to have the uh, 
GBCAs, but they need to be able to understand what the risks are if they don't have the GBCA injection and if they do have it so that they can make a, an informed decision in regards to their health. Yes, um, absolutely. It's all about informed decision and education, and it was definitely an honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you're very welcome. Okay, and this is uh, Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. And thanks for tuning in today, and make sure you tune into my show next week on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. I would love to hear from you. And you can also find me on social media, Google+, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.